0: care jimmy cracks corn and i don't care jimmy cracks corn and i don't care my master's gone away good morning children that is uh that's from bugs bunny which is probably made illegal now what is that song that's something you you guys want a catchy song you want a happy song in these times of quarantines and state of fuck home Let's look that up. Jimmy Cracks Corn and I Don't Care. That's a great song to have in your head. Burl Ives. Did he sing this? Hang on. He did Silver and Gold. As we like to call it a different thing on the Masculine Geeks. I don't know if you guys can hear this. No. Oh. So here it is. <clears throat> I've heard it said that the song was a favorite of that very famous... Oh. They just they just uh, introduced it as this is a song that Abraham Lincoln liked. When I was young, I used to wait on Master and gave him his plate and pass him the bottle when he got dry. a brush away, away the blue tail fly. Jimmy Crackhorn and I don't care. Jimmy Crackhorn and I don't care. Jimmy Corn and I, I don't care, my master's gone away. And when he'd ride in the afternoon, I'd follow after with a hickory broom. <laughs> These lyrics. And all you dipshit fuck the bitch and the hoes dig, 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 with the cum and the fun. Let's what? what? What's what's Nikki Vajaj? Nikki? Vajaj? Vajat? Vanaj. The plastic person with the brown face. Nikki Minaj lyrics. Yeah, look, she's all plastic. Uh, oh, here we got. 1-900-Miss Minaj. Would you know? Can't stop, won't stop. Playtime is over. Click, clack, 40 bars, dilly-dally. Uh, we can't mention that word. Sticks in my bun. <laughs> I done put two sticks in my bun so they recognize me when I come. I'm like, run, DNC, like, run. Listen, Mammy, I'm the motherfucking one. <laughs> is that what music has become now? Like, the most part is just you brag and see how cr- it's not even crash. It's just like, you, oh, yeah, dang, motherfuckers. Is there any craft? Any, I'm not a big music guy. I'm not big poetry. You guys know that. Uh, <clears throat> you don't like me. You just like my flow. Just book a show, but I might not go. Word I can't say because of my color skin. Said he didn't have a pole for my hoe. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, really? Really? Oh, I'm going to fucking kill everything. Damn why another word Aaron can't say because he's not the right race. And everybody uh, – Fuck up my dough. <laughs> Fucking low-grade slop. You, what's, What trollop? Is that the word I'm looking for? Just, just. And you people trollop. A woman, oh, oh, this is more appropriate. I thought trollop meant like a reprobate, reprobate but this is a woman who has Many casual sexual encounters or relationships. Now, well, maybe that's more appropriate for Nikki Minaj. Oh, gosh. See, now that you guys are all quarantined, you can. Uh, now's the time you could binge on uh, Bugs Bunny. Maybe you could introduce it to your children. Parents are discovering all across America. There's other people that live there, they're about half their size. <laughs> Anyway, see the rest with uh, Jimmy Crack's corn. Uh, the pony being rather shy when bitten by the blue tail fly. Jimmy Crack's corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack's corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack's corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. One day he ride around the farm. The flies so numerous they did swarm. <clears throat> One chance to bite him on the thigh. The devil take the blue tail fly. What's the blue tail fly? And then the refrain. The pony run, he jump, he pitch. He threw my master in the ditch. He died and the jury wondered why. The verdict was the blue tail fly. And the bug's buddy, he's mining the big carrots. Remember this episode? Come on, these are funny looking trees because he he walks into I think see that's what they did. They'll let your mind figure it out on your own. Is I think he went into like Paul Bunyan's backyard unknowingly. And Paul Bunyan had this big dog because Paul Bunyan was big. I think the dog was just gardening the garden. And then Bugs Bunny was like, Yeah, you're funny looking trees. And it's gigantic celery. And, and then all of a sudden, he, he comes up, crowd of carrots, I'm like smelling, smells like carrots. And it's, it's just this big wall. And you think, Well, this is a way. He takes a little figure and scratches it, tastes His ears go bang. He's like, Dorika, I found it. He's just, he minds carrots. He's singing this, and this dog comes after him. Oh, no. We get, we get uh, pussy vajaj. Sing it, you hit me, you boo. Look out, bro. Here I, where? <laughs> <sighs> They lay him under a simon tree. His epitaph is there to see. Beneath the stone, I'm forced to lie. The victim of the blue tail fly. Songwriters. Wait, Burl Ives? Did Burl Ives come up with this? Hang on. That can't be right. What's the Wikipedia on the Jimmy Crack horn? Burl Ives is the same guy the same uh, saying silver and gold, silver and gold. There's some wicked lyrics for you low-grade reprobates. Everyone loves the silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Everybody with me now? Just by the pleasure it gives here on Earth. Silver and gold, Nikki Vajaj. What disease are in her cooch? It's probably really stinky. it would be nice if she killed herself. All right. Um, Jimmy Crack a Blue Tail Flies, an American song, which first became popular during the rise of the black-faced min- minis-stressly. Min- black-faced min- strel- I guess it just means blackface when people, white dudes put on. In the 1840s, through performances by the Virginia minstrels. Oh. It's a comedy troupe in the 1900s. All right. All uh, right. It regained Currency as a folk song in the 1940s at the beginning of American folk music revival and has since become a popular children's song. Really? When, when have you ever heard that during your childhood except for Bugs Bunny? Over the years, several variants have appeared. Most versions include some idiomatic African-English, though sanitized general American versions now predominate. The basic narrative remains intact. On the surface, the song is a black slave's, lament over his white master's death in a horse riding accident. The song over can be and is interpreting as having a subtext of celebration about that death <clears throat> and of the slaves having contributed to it through deliberate negligence or even deniable action. I didn't get that. I thought it was just a fly. I just remember Bugs Bunny mining gigantic carrots. They kind of ruin it, don't they? can this song just be a song about a fly that bucked the horse? And you just like the the, the song of it? Even the song, My Angel, is a centerfold. Do we have to delve into the deep financial uh, 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 philosophical analytics? Someone was telling me. <clears throat> I want to say it was more than just an acquaintance. It was a friend, somebody I know. Who was it? He was telling me about his mother or grandmother. Was it Michael Kingswood, another author? God, that sounds so weird referring to myself as an author. It was an accident, truly, honestly and true. I never set out to do it, no. Um, He's tell me about an elderly woman who he was related to. This may not be Michael Kingswood. And she had a master's in English. And it was one of those jokes where, you know, author writes, uh, the paper was blue. And then some English major, <clears throat> some doctorate comes in well it's a metaphor for the underlying eternal crisis da, 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 da. and this is what the author meant the paper was blue and that's that's what this that's what the, the it's uh, this song however can be it is interpreted as having a subtext of celebration about that death and of the slaves having contributed through deliberate negligence or even deniable action it's somebody singing some happy catchy tune about a fly that went around. The horse bucked and killed both the horse and the slave owner. I didn't even know there was a slave owner in this. I thought it was because of the sound. You know, my master's gone away. Okay, that indicates there's a slave. But you never delve more t- Why do you have to ruin everything? There's not. It's it's not there. Why do you see things that aren't there? And the reason why is people with master's degrees in literature or English or ha <laughs> or theater, as our good friend cynical libertarian says. Because they don't want to write. They're too lazy. I mean, what does this um This chocolate ice cream with the whipped cream and the cherries and sprinkles on top. What does it mean? It means a lot of sugar for my little niece. A lot of tasty goodness. That's it. Oh, but what are the, what's the chef trying to say? Nothing, you fucking low-grade schmutz. It's, it's just a Sunday. It's just a catchy song. And you're, now you're making it way too complex. What if you had that mind? you just going on, on a flight, or maybe not anymore. You're about to sit in your chair. What does the fabric mean? What were the designers of this plane trying to, ah, uh, here's a place to park your butt, and it's made of shitty, lightweight materials so they can make as much fucking money as possible. So there you go, Jimmy Cracks Corner. I don't care how you kids doing. Um, I don't know about your guys' estate, but everything's shut down here. And oh, welcome to my world, boys and gentlemen. Welcome to Cappy's World. Oh, won't it be great to stay at home and work? Well, you got your wish come true, guys. It's it's come true. Now you all get to work from home and it's going to be a grand old time. Let me tell you, it's going to be a wonderful time. Here in Minnesota, they shut things, pretty much everything down for 10 days, except for all the men that got to go out and do HVAC and wiremen and, and all, you know, the, the people that keep the world going around and all you, all you oppressed women are just, uh, you could go, you could go. You girls want to go and transport the gas? Do you want to go make sure the water towers are working right? Huh? Oh, you don't have the skills, but Hey, you got that masters of English to go and interpret what you think the architectural meaning of the water tower was, uh, get it above the rest of the height of the houses. So there's water pressure. So I can't go to the gym. The cigar lounge is closed. There's not, I mean, there's nothing. And I was speculating with the GF last night. I say, you think? And, and and I was allowed to let me dream. Let the captain dream. I was thinking, like, okay. So I stay at home all the time. And and I got you know, and I gotta get out. I gotta go see people. I gotta go meet people. And the, but they have been out working all the time. And it's like the dog or the cooped up kid at home. And uh If the parents come, they don't want to play with the dog or the kid. They want to stay at home, drink their beer, and watch their television. And so it is pulling teeth. So much so I don't do it anymore. That's why I go to the cigar lounge. Because, well, that's other guys wanting to escape their wife, basically. That's gone. And the rest, you see, and now, it's all laziness. It's all laziness. Restaurants were packed. I saw an uptick. So first, it's all the... Private companies laying, not laying people off, not furloughing, but saying, hey, work from home. I'm like, oh, people aren't going to go out. But that was the first bit of, uh, not anecdote, but empirical evidence. Where, oh, wait, the restaurants are more busy than ever. Oh, yeah, grocery stores, people still go for that, but the restaurants were really busy. I started spat. told the GF, I said, I wonder if this is people being cooped up at home for two or three days. And they got to get out because there was, there was a noticeable, noticeable measurable difference in the restaurants, uh, the attendance, how packed they were, despite, oh my God, we're going to die. <clears throat> and then I extrapolated that. I'm like, huh, people are getting cabin fever. I bet, I bet you that's what it is. And then I was allowed to dream. I was allowed to have hope. i like, will my friends come out and play? Will they want to come out and play? Now that they know, now they have visited Cappy Land. Now they're dressed like me, they got their coffee. Holy shit, you know we could do this from home? This is great. Five hours later, I gotta get out of here. Ah. Sound like Philippe from Von Dom Johnson. <clears throat> so I had a little bit of hope. Oh, people are going out now. Maybe people will rediscover life. We're going to stay in. We're kind of tired. We're going to stay in. Put a bullet in your head if you're going to stay in all the time. Jesus. And they're going out. Now, the governor, along with whatever levels of government, I don't know. I just, what? what? I can't go by law? I can't. find I'm not going. The place is closed. Can't go to my gym. All right, fine. Cigar line. Okay. So last night getting like the last final round of whatever goods we may have wanted. <clears throat> I say, I wonder because I'm forth thinking ahead. Should I set up like a poker game? Should I, because I'm anticipating people are going to need to come out. People are going to need some kind of socializing. People are going to, they're going to have, they're going to get stir crazy. They're going to get cabin fever. And I just got to look from the GF and I'm like, you know, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones uh, from No Country for Old Men with a newspaper. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> They're just going to stay. So I don't know. It's a gamble. Are people going to go out? My dream is people. the phone's going to go, out. hey, Cappy, what's going on? You didn't fucking... Take the soul out of your life. You keep on going. You do what's out there in the outside world. We just been going to work and going to home and going to work and going home. Cappy, is, is there things to do in the outside? How do you live life? And I'm like, well, welcome. Welcome to the land of Cappy. I will be your guide. I will lead you to the promised land of happiness. This is called a pool hall. In the olden days, in your olden life, if you remember, we would come here with quarters and we would play pool. This is a bowling alley. Gaze upon its shiny floors with its spheres of magic and wonderment as we roll it down the redneck pins. This is called a jazz club. Notice the the musicians strumming away filling the the room with music, one of melodious tones that does not have bitchy vajaj singing crap. And then I, like Moses, will lead the socialites, not the Canaanites or the Israelites, the socialites into a new and social world. And they're like, hey. Then we'd have great conversation. We'd have deep, like we did back in our 20s and early 30s. Everyone got married and old. But then the look, I got the look. No, you're right. It's probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, da, hey, uh, no, wait, no. Okay. I'll go back to playing Call of Duty World War Two. It's so sad that you get to the point where I'm like, I don't care. about. It. I bought uh, Mega Man 11. I played it for like five, ten minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm not that excited anymore. If nothing's new, nothing's new. But uh, I'm forecasting this is going to be true. I, it is going to happen one way or another. People are going to get stir crazy. They're going to get bored. I think this is, I know all the bad with the with the virus and all that. But this is going to be a good experience. So a, a huge net positive. Maybe not for the economy, but it's going to be a huge net positive. Because people are gonna, they're gonna, they gotta. It's like a reset. It's like this much-needed vacation. It's like un fucking plug from the matrix. Stay the fuck at home. Who are these people? Who are you? How long have you been here? You're my son. I'm your dad. Wait, what would you? Oh my god. You'll have dinner at home, ladies. There's this thing called the kitchen. Familiarize yourself with it. <laughs> Oh, it could be equally set of men, I know. I know. I'm not a big get your ass in the kitchen type of guy. I'm not. You guys know I'm pro women in STEM. But Jesus Christ, ladies, wouldn't he kill you to make a cookie or two. That's degrading. Ah! Oh, yeah, being nice. Sure is degrading. Anything that's nice, that's degrading and depression. Uh, okay. that's uh... Like staying thin. Oh, that's oppression. That's... But no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You're going to have to have family night, family games. Oh, my God. Would you have to have conversation? Is that what's going to happen? You know what's sad? You know what's going to be the end of this? It's going to have its – it'll run its course. Trump says what? July, August potentially. I don't know. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think a month is going to go by, and we don't see bodies in the streets. It's going to be like, okay, I'm done. What's going to end up happening – is it's going to be like the end of one of these movies where it was just a dream. You know, the the culture, society, the family, the individual man, the individual woman, the kids, they'll all go through this like, uh, like, yeah, Harrison Bergeron, like where they wipe everyone's mind clean. Like, did something happen? They saw this beautiful performance, this beautiful dance, and then the government makes it look like a dream. But it won't be the government wiping your brains people just forget we'll go through this experiment this this experience where we'll have dinner we'll have to look towards ourselves we'll have to improve ourselves as individuals <clears throat> we'll we'll form relationships oh my god not relationships we'll bond we'll laugh we'll cry we'll slam we'll, you know, we'll rib and then life will go back to normal all of a sudden, the all-clear signal will be... Go- yep, it's all clear. Green lights. And in a matter of 48 hours of commutes and traffic and queuing up at the meter ramps, rushing out to get you lunch during your 30 minutes your gracious and benevolent boomer employer gave you to go and get sustenance at the same time everybody else does as you wait in line, you queue in line, you eat the same fucking unhealthy shit. And the kids queue up back on the bus. <clears throat> they go back to the prison, called school. They fall asleep in quasi-catatonic state. As the youth slips away with sands through the hourglass, you come back. Parents are exhausted. Kids are exhausted. You'll slip back. Everything will be back to normal. There'll be status quo. And you'll forget. You'll forget. And just slowly, whatever relationship will be wrote it away. They'll be diluted. And we'll all be back like it was 2019, running around, commuting. Who are you again? Did, 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 really, you guys ever had that experience where <clears throat> it's been so long and you know you had that experience? Like, no, that was real. That wasn't a dream. But by God, you've had dreams that seem more real. Like, did that really happen? And it's the absurdity of it, too. A lot of times, like, I can't believe that happened. Am I sure? No, that was real. I remember telling myself this actually happened. This has formed me as an individual. That wasn't a dream. This will will not be that that uh, pungent. It won't be that that strong. This will just be. It will fade to the point. A lot of people, I think, on their deathbed, more because of dementia than anything else, will be like, "Was that real?" So I'm hopeful. I'm eternally optimistic. Well, not eternally. I'm optimistic for the next four months that, that someday, you know, people are going to want to, cause you can't, here's the thing. It's pigeonholed. You're bottlenecked. You can't go to the clubs. They're closed. You can't go to the bowling alley. They're closed. You can't, you can't even go to the gym. They're closed. I'm hoping the energy builds up that people are so desperate you start having house parties again. Hey, come on. Oh, hey, remember? Well maybe you don't because a lot of you're too young to remember and everyone's been like, you you'd refer to families by their last names. Hey, the, the Filbertsons are coming over. Oh, the Filbertsons! Tosh and Amy and the little kids sperm produce and, and egg results, you know. Oh, I love those guys. Oh, yeah. He's he's oh he's a blast he come oh yeah don't feed him too much booze you know what happens to, to Tosh oh man oh and Amy oh Amy oh what a sweet girl oh she makes the greatest fudge nuts whatever oh, the, the Johnsons are coming. oh I love the jo- oh yeah the Johnsons are coming over the kids can play together oh he's a mean pinochle player. eat you oh know, let's let's play some sheep's head that's a game only a few people in the Midwest will know about. I'm thinking, it's, is that too much for me to dream? Is that too much? People going to come over. Are they going to come over and play? <laughs> how sad is it that you got to – no one even knows the concept of playing. Adults don't know how to fucking play. Oh, I took the uh, took the little one out because I went to see Lucifer and Geronimo. As I do. Those kids, they they don't know how to knee. They're not going to niece correctly unless they get training. They need training and guidance and investment because they'll just run all over the place niecing incorrectly. And that's why they need my leadership and investment so that they are neiced properly. So I went to see Lucifer and Geronimo. And and kids know how to play, man. (laughs) So... Do you want to play Barbie? They discovered Barbie. No. and Uncle Aaron does not want to play Barbie. Now, thankfully, there's there's the G. Yeah, hey, go play Barbie. Something about naked plastic figures that doesn't. I don't know if it's worse that there is a genitalia or there would be genitalia. I just. Uh, why aren't they clothed? Why are they always naked? Put some fucking clothes on your dolls. You don't see him running around naked in the real world, do you? (laughs) So, the big one, Lucifer. do you want to play doll? And I said, "Do you guys?" Because I always take. Get him out of the house. Hey, you guys want to go get and it's candy, cake, ice cream. There's several venues. Uh, that are within the area of their house that I go to. And I try and take them to different places. The key thing, let me tell you the key. You got to think like a kid, guys. Let me let me tell you how to uncle. Uh, I will tell you how to uncle because you guys are amateur uncles. And when you get to that point, you will know you'll have the secrets of uncleing. You can't just take them to McDonald's. They got to see it. They got to see the display, the array of sugar in its various states of form. So they get excited for example, if you go to McDonald's to get ice cream, they don't see the ice cream. It It's behind, especially through the drive through. They don't see it. Just, it just comes out of the machine. There it is. There you go, kid. There's your, that, that's not, they got to see it. So you go to bakeries, you go to a 31 flavors or Sebastian Joe's, Chad Elkins knows that one. So is Matt Baldoni. Um, <clears throat> you, they can visually see what, and the colors, and then they get excited. And, Geronimo's little, so sometimes i got to pick her up because she can't, her angle of vision doesn't see the top shelf of the pastries. So I pick her up and bring her across there, and then they get excited. Then you get them this, you get them that out, Get them whatever they want, as long as it doesn't melt. Ice cream, you only get one ice cream, and then they share amongst them. But pastries and donuts, you can get them a couple because then they'll take it home. And then you pump them full of sugar. And then they get crazy. They get all excited. And then you chop them off at the parents' house. <clears throat> so anyway, I took Geronimo, the little one, out. Are we Wait, are we live? Don't tell me I've been going on this long and we haven't. Oh, there we go. Okay, I want to make sure. <clears throat> so I take the the big one doesn't want to go and drive around. I take the little one out. Little one wants to go out proper. She just can't go out with the clothes. No, so she got a purple skirt dress. Skirt. She gets her hat, gets all pride, like they do this on their own, puts on her sparkly silver shoes. I'm like, okay. And now she's ready to go. So I pick her up and put her in a strap at the back because they got to go in their kid seat. And we go out. And uh, and she, it, the two places I went to didn't have their shutting down because of the coronavirus. And they didn't have a display of donuts. One place shut They didn't even have the ice cream. And it ended up becoming adventure. You know, and I normally I'd be frustrated and pissed. She was having the time of her life because it was adventure. We're going, we're gonna try another and we ended up having to go get the ice cream at McDonald's anyway, because that was the only place that was open. Geronimo didn't care. Didn't care. Ended up, what did we do? We because Lucifer wanted ice cream. So we had to go to McDonald's it was the only place we could find every other place was shut down or out <clears throat> and then what she got full of sugar somehow because she went crazy later on that day what did I get her oh we went to a, I found a bakery uh rice crispy treat the size of Wyoming with sparkles and chocolate and everything she ate that so we got back and then about an hour later we're doing a puzzle. <laughs> And you can see the sugar kick again because the the little one's like, I, "I, place it, I place it, I do it." because she's, but this is your know, big child puzzle, you know, like maybe twenty pieces if that. And she's just getting all excited because we're coming to the end of finishing this puzzle. And I had the last piece, and I was putting it under the table. And this poor kid, the other one was kind of frantic, but the other one was just like losing. Where, where's the last piece? Where's the last piece? I say, is this it? Yeah, yeah, she's shaking. The little kid is literally shaking. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, this one, is this it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, okay. You can she jumps up and down because she finished the puzzle. And all you have to do, this is it. Everything, excitement, just hold out. Just hold on a little bit. You want that? You want this? You got the sugar? Adventure. Oh, man. To be that excited about a puzzle piece. I'd kill. I'd kill. <laughs> this one, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we finish this little rink a dink puzzle. Oh, did. <laughs> oh, I'm not hoping for that much mirth. I, I, I know that's not gonna happen. I know that that's probably not gonna happen. But jeez, would be nice. Hey. The Kratowskis are coming over, and we're going to play poker. And all I want is win a good hand or two. That's all the excitement I want. That's all I want. Oh, yeah, kids. <clears throat> oh. And if any of you happen to know Blippy, I know I talked about Blippy before. I'm trying to explain to the three-year-old how I don't personally know Blippy. They don't understand. Even the five-year-old, I don't think they understand celebrity-ship or scale or numbers? Well, they don't obviously because they, they think there's a network of adults and we just know each other. We go to the adult place and hang out. And Blippy is just like my best buddy right next to me. Well, are you going to Vegas? Well, yeah, I'm going to go. Are you going to see Blippy? It's like, Oh, maybe. I mean, yes, there's a chance I might run into him. If anybody, and then they're... now I'm chartered. oh, well, I want to see Blippi. Like, yeah, I, 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 how long until you turn seven and you don't care about Blippy anymore? And oh, no, oh, no. So if anybody knows Blippy, and Blippy, if you're, God, if I had billion, this guy is loaded, though, by the way. This guy is busy as hell. He does not have time to see every little three-year-old across the country. But uh, Blippi, if, if you're listening, if you could send a signed photograph, I will pay you. That'd be kind of neat to run into him. He's just, he is a normal guy. If you look into his background and he does live in Vegas. I just run to him. Oh, Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you about my nieces that think you are God himself. Let me tell you how high of a cliff your are or my nieces would push me off of just to see you live in concert. Oh God. Let's get through the super chats. Adriano Ramos, our our agent in Perth, our Perthian, our Perthite. What's the word out there, Adriano? Our Perthian uh, agent in the field. Hi, from the most isolated city in the world, Perth. I'd imagine that's out there, man. How big is Perth? I always had dreams of living out there when I was younger because of surfing in the beach. Perth population. Oh, 2 million. That's not small. Brisbane, Brisbane, I Brisbane, two point two eight. Adelaide, one point three. Yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, scrolling, scrolling. Wait, there's a girl in here. What's happening, Kate? What? Are, what are you doing here? This is a guy's show. What's Kate? Well, who let the woman in? God, it's Susie. Who the hell? What then? God's name is going on. Fuck the bonding. I'm growing a garden, urban farm. What is with the with all these women? Oh, that's what I was going to say, though, by the way. So <clears throat> going forward, uh, I have a feeling because most people are sheep and zombies. They're not going to go out. They're not going to socialize. <clears throat> there might be an uptick. We, we all might have this wonderful experience where we all bond and meet space again, and we rediscover old friends. I'm not predicting that I'm predicting everyone's going to go fucking crazy. If we don't have some interaction, that's going to have to be on the internet. Um, so I'm going to probably be doing a fair more amount of podcasts, not official Clary podcast or older brother podcast. It's just going to be me and the regular fuck around gang getting together, you know, Atham and Chad and Jack. And, um, I'm going to be on a show with, uh, Rich Cooper. The 19th, I believe. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow or the day after I got to check my, my, um, but well, you know, just to give you guys something, come on, join, join the party. Uh, just to get some, get some interaction, because you're not going to have it at work. Trust you guys think I'm joking? You think? Oh, class, I can't, dude. Until you've stayed at home, working at home for eight hours a day, you have no. The world has no idea what's coming. All you white collar workers who've been working at an office since you graduated from college, not college, graduated from college. You have no idea what's coming your way. None. None. Beckeloff's way wasn't a quote that he came up with, but he, he uses it regularly. The only thing worse <clears throat> than having a job is not having a job. That's the only thing worse. Shalom. Hello, fellow tribe member. Uh, should the Tricoms be held accountable? I don't know. If, if If it turns out, yeah. I mean, if somebody screwed up over there, yeah. You know who should be responsible? Not all of China. It's not like China all did this. You know, it's not like, you know, Yang, the average guy on the street selling bat soup or whatever. Uh, him personally is responsible for it. I wouldn't even say it's the government responsible for it. I believe what we should do, this is just Cappy's old world here, because I went to the DMV <clears throat> and I've spent now ten hours in line at the DMV to get my new upgraded real ID. The person, I don't want, I don't blame the whole Department of Motor Vehicles. I don't blame the government. I blame Karen. And that's not a real name, but it was a Karen. Here was this 48-year-old, 30-pound overweight woman. I'm filling out my application. You know, it doesn't cost any extra to get the enhanced ID. Oh, it doesn't? Sure. Let's do that. And then she gives me a whole other sheet of paper, which I should have known, guys. I should have known. This now just increased the complexity of this process by 300%, meaning there's three times as many things that could go wrong, and absolutely it fucking did. And that's why I had to go back to the DMV two more times. And that's what I, in in Cappy's world, I wouldn't blame the head of the Department of Transportation at the state of Minnesota. I wouldn't blame the managers of the Department of Motor Vehicles. I want to hunt down that one person, It's always one person, always. ADP, my payroll processing company. Don't go with ADP, by the way. There's been two people that fucked up now that I've had to spend three hours of my life going back saying, here is my mailing address. This is the new mailing address. Mail it here. Oh, we've been sending it to the old place. Yes, I know, because I have the pre... Now the new owner is sending me my mail because you guys for three times now haven't... I don't want to fire the CEO of ADP. I want Phil or Amy or Steve or, or Punjab, What the fuck it is. I want them fired. I want that person because that's the individual who is responsible. So it's not the Chinese government. Hey, they got a weapons lab. Let's say it's the worst of worst. It's a weapon. It's a bioweapon. I don't think it is, but it's a bioweapon. Let's just say, <clears throat> and and Yang forgot to punch in the right code, and that's how it escaped. Uh, yeah, let's fucking kill Yang. I'm all for it. Let's hold Yang accountable, but not the Department of Bioweapons at China. Not even China. How, how do you hold that? Uh, I want the it's individual responsibility. Individual choice, individual responsibility. You don't want to, what's China, 1.3 billion? You can't just fucking blame 1.3 billion people. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't blame. I rarely blame entire groups of people, except the Jews. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's a joke. It's a, Are we capable of that, Google? Is the, are we capable of that, YouTube? Quarter Jew, right here. So shut the fuck up and take your fucking. <laughs> it's funny when you could summarize people by making noise and acting stupid instead of using actual words. My gosh, there's a lot of lot of women in the show. What's going on? Oh, all right. We can have women in the show. They sound like nice gals to talk about cooking and Kate Adams. Jim. yeah, my gym's closed. I gotta do push-ups at home Juan? Juan's in the house? <laughs> Look who's back? back again. Murray kind of Murray Salsado. How do you get to get a good old American name with Latin last name? Murray? Let's call him Murray. His parents saw an old black-and-white show back when they were in Mexico in 1987. Let's name our child Murray. That's an American name. <laughs> yeah, from 1951. Mark, a oh, good old Mark. <clears throat> the idiot's clearing out stores in panic has exterminated any faith I have left in humanity. You had some left? I'm Mark, of all people, you? Because I know your background. Mark is a client of Asshole Consulting. Prices have tripled, by the way, as I take a sabbatical. Did I time that right? Did I time it right to go away from that? Maybe I didn't. Maybe people are so bored they're, they're willing to pay more for asshole consulting. But I'm like, no, oh, I'm taking But price, I haven't closed it. It's just that prices have tripled because I didn't want to do it. I want to take some time off. Uh, but Mark is a, is a past. I'm, I'm surprised you have any faith, Mark. I'm spending this coronavirus time building a model railroad and listening to the Clary Podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. T- Guys, this is a great opportunity. I know. I know it's going to suck. In some regards, like being cooped up, trust me. But man, I did a video teaching kids like, look, you can teach yourself now. in you, let's just say it's, it's, school is closed for one month. Let's just say it's closed for one month. You kids can learn more in that one month than you have the past four years going to school. To show you how quickly you can learn and get a skill. You can learn to play a guitar, maybe not well, but you can learn to play a guitar. <clears throat> model trains, learn how to code, read books. Huh? Well, I wonder if there's some books you guys could read, huh? I wonder if there's some. I wonder if there's books Cappy's got of intellectual intrigue and interest. <laughs> Mark sends some pictures of the model railroad. That'd be interesting. And for another nine ninety nine, he repeated the same thing. But since I'm a rat bastard capitalist Republican libertarian, really, I'll keep the extra to nine ninety nine. Thanks, Mark. McCoyan, uh, do you think the situation might make some companies pause and consider bringing back some manufacturing to the state? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing, McCoyan. I, I'm going to assume your picture is the same as you. I could be wrong, but you look like a younger guy, and, and most of my listening audience is younger. Mm-hmm. Business leaders are not smart. To get, I'm being deadly. I'm not trying to be cheeky or slam on previous bosses. This is true. The truth happens to slam on my previous bosses. That's why none of them are in business anymore. That's why they all retired earlier or were fired. Okay? You get ahead in a corporate environment, not an entrepreneurial environment, a corporate environment by being a yes man, by being a conformist. Okay? That's it. You work more. You don't work smarter. You work harder and you work more. You obey. So to make money and where the money and the investments, it ultimately comes from the shareholder. Right. The share, and you think, well, let's just not have profit. That's so stupid because you don't understand why businesses are formed in the first place. If you eliminated profit, if you want to be like socialist or communist, like the, the workers should own the means of production, well, then I guess you're not going to have any capital or investors flooding you with investments now, are you? Because you've taken away any. Pro- why would I invest $10 million in a, in a company if I'm not going to make, you know, 500,000 or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 500,000 or a million dollars per year in profits? That's what prompts investment. That's what forms uh, uh, businesses is the profit motive. Like, oh, I'm going to risk all my money, then my life savings, I'm going to invest it in that. I better make some money off of it to get more than I invested in through efficiencies. So that's the entrepreneur. But once a company gets big enough, you have a large corporation. Yes, you still have your profit motive. Hopefully you have a market that you captured or a brand name. So it, the product you're selling still is profitable, has a profit margin. But then it's about efficiency and streamlining, which is not necessarily bad either. It's like lowering costs, keeping costs low, um, uh, economies to scale. And so now instead of a leader like Steve Jobs or a visionary or the original entrepreneur, now you need machine pieces, cogs, robots. And that's how you get promoted within corporate environments, within working environments. Now, I'm getting to it, though. <clears throat> Once you put those horse blinders on, and I saw it, McCoyan. I saw it, dude. These, They're not smart. They lack independent thinking. They're the biggest bunch of conformists because you could see them. They'd still dress like they were in high school. The dude bros, the girls. And come on, how many people in CSR and HR and other kind of business majors? <clears throat> you see them. They're just, They're just, I got to get my career. I need CPE. I need my MBA. It's like, you're a fucking moron you just, you just an ass kisser. That's all you are. So with those horse blinders on, it's all about profit. That's It's like, how can we lower costs? And they didn't think long-term. They didn't think strategically. They, they lack the innovation or the foresight or their creativity. Say, wait, what's going to be the consequences of ramification long-term? I, I saw it in banking as well. A very common thing would be bankers would come into a small community bank They'd make a bunch of shitty loans. They get their two to three percent commission on the, on those loans, and then they'd leave. They go to another bank, and then they would leave the bank that they just shat on with these really crappy loans. They don't think long term. It's just, well, who's going to pay it back? Fuck it, I don't care. I got my commission. So <clears throat> no one, no one thought. Now, oh my god, our diabetes medicine, our insulin is made ten thousand miles away. Oh, uh, yeah. You could have figured that out. I could have figured that out. Most people tuning in, but remember, we're not normal. We are superior, and I'm not bullshitting about that. Oops, damn headphones. Uh, the the average person doesn't think that far ahead, and that's why. And now it's not until there's a crisis, like, oh my god, we gotta, we gotta bring it back. My, <laughs> I'm not. I I feel bad for the kids, but when you got parents that are so fucking stupid, what are we supposed to do without the medicine? It's like, look, it's just me, but if I had kids that had medical issues and they needed medicine, I might stock up, you know, just in case. I don't know what the shelf life is for a lot of these medicines, but just me here, but I'd stock up. But yeah, no, we're we're definitely going to reconsider um, having a. Vital supplies. I think it's going to bring back so much manufacturing that, you know, Oh, Hey, we're all going to the factory. again. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Rahul with his Indian rupees. (laughs) What is that? Two bucks. Uh, Cheers to zero interest rates, rates, quantitative easing till infinity. Yeah. um, I'm real curious to look at the velocity of money Uh, because what, I know this is going to sound real boring, but if you guys want an economics lesson, you want something to do later on tonight because you're not going to have anything else to do. Look at the velocity of money, which is how many times a dollar is spent and respent within a certain amount of time. Um, so I take a dollar, I give, it to, I give it to Rahul. Rahul takes the dollar, he goes buy something, um, he goes to the to restaurant. The restauranteer takes that dollar, b- buys the su- supplies, and the supplier goes and spends the money on his kids to see blippy at performance. So it's kind of like a faith in the economy, like how quickly is that dollar spent over and over? Or people, whoa, look out, let's save it. So what's really interesting is the velocity of money has actually been going down, especially after the Great Recession, because people just didn't have faith, which is a good thing. Because if you look at household debt, it actually has gone down, but it's gone down. And it's about a month delayed. The, the economists have got to go and compile the data and put the data together to update their charts. So it's still, it's about a month or two behind today. But I can't wait to see what, uh, what March looks like because I bet you there's going to be a spike up because everyone's buying supplies and then it's going to go down even lower than it is now. Because uh, it has to, I mean, what are you going to do? If you would like to increase the velocity of money, if you'd like to see that chart go up, go ahead, and make some donations here in the super chats. That's or right. buy my books. You will be helping the economy, the American consumer. Yeah, so it's gonna be. That, so I, I, don't to answer Rahul's point. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna have any effect because ain't nobody gonna be spending no money. About the only thing that it is is like, oh, we'll we'll extend you this lifeline. Which you know what I'll under here I'm gonna come out I'm gonna should businesses have a oh shit fund yes they should but do they no <clears throat> I could see a like a, a a lender of last resort situation here where they all right all right look before we all shit the bed all right it's just a disease it's gonna go away there's no reason that we gotta panic let's all just take a nice long vacation maybe retool. businesses could take a great opportunity right now they could take a great opportunity to get stuff done. Government could go and repair roads when traffic is less. There's other shit. Look, there's always back office stuff to do. We don't always need to be going 110%. We don't always need... <clears throat> little rest and relaxation. Little retooling. Little recharge of the battery. Let's kind of organize it so that when the disease goes away, hey, we got this new and improved and more efficient economy. Not not drastically, but it's improved. Our businesses are a little bit... We, we tighten things up a bit. That things a little bit more efficient. But I'm okay with like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, maybe government could step in. You should have business insurance. I I know, guys, I know. We don't live in shitland because, again, business majors are fucking stupid. So we'll extend you this. You're going to pay back, but it's no interest rate. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep everybody. All right, we done now? Okay, what did we learn? Get business insurance. Save up some money. All right, and back to work, everybody. They really ought to say, look, we're not doing it. You're going to have, it's so sad, but the government has to come in and say, look, do we have to regulate, regulate you guys like the banks? Shouldn't you have six months operating cash? Huh? Like there should be an ocean. I don't like the guy's politics. I don't like the guy personally, but our governor waltz, we got a $2.5 billion surplus. Well, we did. (laughs) We did the state of Minnesota, it's like, we should put it in a rainy day fund. I'm like, I didn't think you Democrats even knew what that was. And, he, and he's right. Maybe not all of it, but I was like, yeah, bad things happen. I don't know if there was a biblical story or a parable about seven years feast and seven years famine, but I, yeah. what do I know? Everything is awesome. Everything is great when you're part of the team. DJ Aftershock for five but I can't even get my Poke Bowl. Oh, shit. I was like, hey, Poke Bowl fun. Nope, not today. No Poke Bowl for you, Cappy. Have no fear. <clears throat> the NBA, Ivy League bankers know what they are doing. Bailouts and dude bro forever. Quantitative easing. And Kinsey and economics is the way. Six fits, man. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy. Um... I can't mention who he is, but he worked in the FBI. And he was talking about and he had a ton of dealings with bankers. He had to deal with a bunch of bankers. He's like, they're they're I'm like, he's like, they're they're so corrupt. They're always trying to. I'm like, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I worked there. And he was amazed, like how the they would portray themselves to be like these big blah, 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 and they're all frauds. Not all of them, but I, I'm not joking, like 80% now. The Great Recession flushed that out. So, your quality and caliber of banker today is a little bit better. Not to mention, the federal government is so far up their asses. If they sneeze, the feds know. So, the, the quality of banker today, I would speculate, is much better than the quality of a banker 12 years ago. <clears throat> but he's, that's all it is. That, uh, to, to shorten Dubro MBA bankers I, from Goldman Sachs to Piddly Poe Dunk uh, uh, credit union down the street. All of it is, I'm a wheeling dealing man. I'm going to make business. I'm making a deal, making a deal, making a deal. And if it fails, the government will bail me out. SBA guaranteed loans, U.S. Department of Agriculture bailed out loans, the Federal Reserve bailing you out. That's all they are. So it is totally masturbation for these guys. They don't make a profit. They don't survive. They, they w- if the government wasn't there to bail them out, they would be all fired and out of work by now. And so all of this work, all this profit, if, if things were to happen, they were failures. That's why, what was it, Solomon Smith Barney? They went bankrupt. What was the other one? They all would have gone under because they're not good. They're net parasites, not intentionally, but they're not efficient. They're losers. That's why they needed a bailout. But it's this mentality that bankers and the finance type of dude bros have. Where it's like, oh, I'm an important businessman. Look at me going It's like, yeah, but you still didn't make money. You don't have the skill. You don't have the talent. And you need to get bailed out. You're no different than a liberal arts major. You're a fucking loser. And I think that reputation, like bankers now, even though maybe they're of higher quality and caliber. But, I mean, bankers used to be like lawyers. Lawyers and doctors and bankers. Oh, is that, Now it's like, oh, you're a banker? Oh, Okay parasite go fuck off <clears throat> but that whole environment that whole, oh, i'm a businessman i mean seriously i wrote about it before i knew waitresses and baristas that had a higher savings had a higher net worth than a lot of these businessmen and bankers because they're all frauds don't don't feel bad when you see these people and you think they got more than they don't they do not have more than you uh Rahul, for another hundred rupees. Uh, with the current scenario, I guess Bernie's student loan forgiveness plan goes up in flames. I don't, by, by now, here's the thing. If you want to be opportunistic about it, right now the world has got to suck our dick. The American dollar dick. And if I was president, and I can't be president, you have to be Lord Supreme because of Congress and all this other stuff. But if we, you know, Thanos snap. Now would probably be the ideal time to print off a ton of U.S. dollars and bail out the student loans. And the reason why I say that is because our number one challenger on the global currency scene, China, is fucked. And not to mention the whole world is fucked. This, is, this has nothing to do with Chinese fiscal policy or American monetary. has nothing to do with that. This is a disease that is affecting all the planet. Uh, and now, and, and it ground zero was our number one rival to a world reserve currency. And now that they're out of it and their economy is getting fucked, although it is, I guess, coming back now, but not as strong as it used to be now that the dollar has so much global value, we go and print off a ton of shit. We bail out the student loans. I'd say depending on currency exchange rates, maybe the government prints off some more money and we go buy some corporations maybe the. US government takes it Singapore government does this the the central bank will, will go and buy they'll take the stakes Hong Kong did this where they would buy stakes of private companies especially now that the stock market has gone down what 30 40 percent is the stock market even open? I don't know I you don't have really a better, Speculative opportunity than we do today. I'm sure the stock market could go down later, but view it from the United States federal government's perspective. Oh, we got the biggest dick in the world, military, stable currency. Everyone's falling to the dollar. Our number one rival is the, is the ones who are suffering the most from this disease. It's throwing their entire export economy a whole. That's throwing that for a loop. <clears throat> who wants to suck our dick the world does dollars for everyone but in exchange in exchange ladies and gentlemen we're gonna print off all this money we're gonna bail out our retards those would be the millennials and gen zers who majored in liberal arts but i think there's a huge opportunity financially economically speaking where and by the way we're putting off a little bit more and we're gonna buy all these productive assets Especially now that they're like 50% off or 40% off or whatever. And then down the road, see, a lot of people don't realize this is what the Federal Reserve did where they bailed out the banks, but it was to bail out mortgages on properties that were underwater. But over time, the federal government kind of like bailed them out at the ideal moment, all right, we're bailing out here at these low prices. Then the value of these houses went up and it actually made the balance sheet's whole. So we can like, oh, now we can liquidate that house. And now there is actual money. There is even more money uh, because housing prices reinflated. This is an opportunity. It's a risk for the government to kind of do the same. And I know this would violate libertarian free market. The government shouldn't be in the market of buying stocks. It shouldn't be in the market of speculating. I'm just saying, well, look, you're investing in single mothers with rat bastard children. They're going to create crime. You don't invest. Oh, yeah, that's the educate. You piss away money on babysitting where you brainwash kids. You don't. uh, you know what? Maybe you should buy a couple shares of Ford. Maybe the federal government should put off enough money to take a 10% stake in every, you know, uh, the S&P 500. What's wrong with that? That's a real investment. The taxpayer would actually get a rate of rate. Well, you got to bail out. You gotta, you're just pissing away money bailing out student loans. Why don't you make an actual investment? Because <clears throat> Democrats don't know what investment I means. Democrats means government spent money on pissed it away on, on parasitic people. That's their investment. A real investment would be like, well, at least there's a dividend associated with this stock. I wonder, hang on. What is the dividend yield of the S&P 500? <laughs> Is it above 4% finally now? Here it is. Oh, wait, no. That was... That was... That's average. Hang on. Yeah, ticked up. 2.35%. That's still not a great investment. It needs to go up a lot more than that. But now would be the time. That'd be... If old Happy was the chief financial officer of the United States government, print the fucking money, Buy these fucking stocks or this index. Bail out our parasitic, dumbass millennials. <clears throat> we're going to have a come to Jesus. I mean, I also have, I like, I would, <laughs> if we we're going to ever bail out the millennials or the student loans, I'm like, you're taking a six month course on personal financial management. And you do not have a choice to attend. And I would have people like me teach it, where we go in there like a drill instructor. And we re- and we call them, refer them to parasites. We make them feel like utter shit. There'd be camps. Like, they wouldn't be, they'd be good. It'd be like a, it'd be almost a concentration camp. There'd be barbed wire. You're not allowed to leave. And until you prove to us that you're not going to be a fucking degenerate piece of shit, you don't leave this camp. It's like, you get your student loans bailed out, but you're in this camp for six months. Oh, and by the way, we're doing some hard labor. You're going to go be a civilian conservation go We're going to go build a bridge. We're going to go help out farmer Brown. Cause he's old and, and uh, crippled and he, he can't go clean the pigs or whatever. But yeah, we have enough. Op- There's always opportunity, always balanced in the universe. Guys always balance. There's an opportunity here, but let me guess. We're not going to, am I, am I now the third trillion dollar man? How many, how many trillion dollar problems could I have solved? There was the education bubble. There was the housing bubble.com. Yeah, there are other people that were talking about it too. I'm not the only person warning about these things. Now, hey, you want me to be the most valuable citizen? Put me in command. Okay? And I could turn this economy around. We could, if we did it right, we may even be able to take a real serious chunk out of the national debt. Wait, if there's an opportunity here, guys, there is. Oh, I not listen to yeah, what does he know? He'd only be able to like really get some major problems solved in a matter of six months. I the opportunity is there. But let me guess how many people we got two hundred five super high IQ people listening. How many of them really? Yeah. But you know what? I bet you PewDiePie talking about the latest video game has a couple million more. And Joe Rogan, although Joe Rogan does talk about important shit, so I can't slam out with too much. Uh yeah, I don't think I don't think this is gonna make it. I don't think anyone's gonna listen. I bet you the View has a lot more listeners and viewers right now. That, what are, is the View gonna be on? Are those are those sassy ladies gonna tell us what to do? Oh God. Could you imagine what it would be like to watch the View this week? <laughs> I just feel <failed. sighs> Donald Trump. Da, da, da. Hold still you fat. Where's the heart and all that fat mass? I think it's there. Ah, dang it. She's still moving. Aaron, are you advocating killing? No, no, I, no, actually I'm not. Don't know. But it would just be nice. Shut the fuck up. The most, oh God, that would be, that'd be like listening to a socialist talk about economics. Listen to The View talk about whatever it is today. Talking about, ah. Uh, Go through the rest of the super chats here. <laughs> DJ Aftershock. Yes, $2. He says Lehman Brothers and AIG. Lehman Brothers was the one <clears throat> I was thinking of. AIG was an insurance company, I believe. And you guys don't remember because most of you are probably too young, but Anderson Consulting, uh, which is Anderson Accounting, that was their consulting arm. They were the snooty snoot snoots that ever snooted in the big, back then was six. And then they went belly up because of the WorldCom and what was the other major business? It was WorldCom and something else they screwed up and they were just lying. They were like, you know, when you think accountants and CPAs, you think Chad Elkins, you know, mild mannered, you know, uh, Clark Kent type of good upstanding Howard Sprague type of people. But uh, Anderson Accounting and Anderson Consulting were like, they would only hire good-looking people. And then they do brought it out. They they, uh, they went away. Now it's Accenture. We're exciting because we're Accenture. And yes, if you go to Accenture's website, you will see nothing but the most wonderful rainbow of various uh, colors and races. None of them are accountants or CPAs; they're models. But you'll just—oh my gosh—we're just a loving team of diversity. Do you balance the books? Do you have CPA? I don't care what color his skin is. Can he—is he a CPA? Get him in here. But you see, we have this woman in a powerful business. You guys know the powerful business women standing like this, and they got one leg pointed out with their business skirt, and they look at all powerful. That—that's what you get to do when you get an MBA—is you look powerful and. Do you're saying you look one eye, put your foot out like that? Bunch of networking douchebags, Rahul for 100 uh, rupees. I keep on saying reals, that's the Brazilian cap. You're truly a cunning economist. I am, I am. Look, let me ask you guys this. I don't know one if you agree, two if you don't. Did I not explain to you a very what would seemingly be otherwise a very complicated international financial scene? Did I not just paint a rather simple solution to bailing us out of our still-alone crisis, uh, making the government some money, uh, taking a really bad situation where we're just printing off more money and availing ourselves of the world's reserve currency status, uh, and then also even with some residual leftovers – Maybe take a real good whack out of our national debt. Did I not just paint a pretty – admittedly, on top, it's a simple solution. There'd be a lot of machinations and requirements of central banking and of financial markets to do that. But did I not paint a – like, hey, here's here's a way out. Everybody, all economists in the United States, oh my God, we're in a horror film and there's m- monsters and mass murderers trying to kill us. Every economist, let's go into the basement, but with a flashlight. I'm like, why don't we just walk out the door and get the cops? <laughs> or, hey, I found a room with a bunch of shotguns with, with flame, fl- incendiary shells. Think we should arm ourselves with that and make a break for the door and get the cops? No, we got to go into the basement. Why? Why, Kinsians? Why? Technically, Aaron, uh, printing off money and buying stocks, that would be a kid. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Morgan, what? There's another woman in here. What? What's with all these gals? They're pretty gals, too. What's going on? Who told the women about this club? Now we got women. Thanks, guys. Now it's, now we're not only infected with the coronavirus, we're infected with the women. Nobody bleached down. Nobody sprayed for women. Now women are in the show. They're in the chat room. God almighty. We used to have a nice club, guys. We used to have a nice club. You all ruined it. One of you opened the door because she was pretty. She batted her eyes at you. Now there's a bunch of gals. That's another thing. I'm real sad. I'm not going to be able to go to my cigar lounge. That's closed. There's a tobacconist. It, that's the thing, though. It's not even for smoking the cigar. It, it's just an excuse to go talk to the old guys and pick on them. There's one guy. He's bald. When <laughs> you walk in, you rub his bald I wish. <laughs> I wish for ten million dollars after ten. <laughs> oh, your head's not working, Rob. Why? Why not? <laughs> The cigar is merely a prop. That's a, a, There is a tobacconist, but I don't feel like, I don't want to go, like, just smoke a cigar. Here, I'm going to put this up for Morgan. I paid off 100% of my student loans in September 2019, a year and a half after I graduated. Good for you, Morgan. Good for you. God bless you. Noah. Oh, good old Noah's back. Uh, you think we could secretly print our debt away? Secret? What secret? What secret? <laughs> It's on the. You could go to. You go to the Federal Reserve website. You go to Fred database. You could go to BEA. I mean, it's there. We publish it. Secretly, no. This there'd be nothing secret about it. Um, Arnold A. Lempel <clears throat> for five euros. In Germany, the total shutdown will be effective tomorrow. Today, still countless people go shoe shopping or having a sweet time in Street Cafe. Yeah, that's what I saw. I mean, it's a nine day difference between what you see on the internet. This is just like any news article. You watch what's happening on the internet, you you think you'd step outside to be Five mushroom clouds of nuclear blasts off in the distance, and birds dropping from the sky, and cannibals cannibalizing each other right in front of you. you walk out, yeah, everybody was having a good old time, nobody's chill nobody was was upset, everybody was chilled out, <clears throat> which is what gives me hope about the long term. I don't think people understand oh, this is a a virus, this isn't our economy structurally flawed, although it is in some ways. Um, <clears throat> this isn't a lack of faith in the economy. This is like, ah, shit, we got a virus. It's just a big ass snow day. It's a, it's a month long snow day. That's all this is. And, and people are just like, ah, oh, shit, we can't go out. Oh, shit. That's what it is. And, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. There better be some motherfucking bodies in the streets. I'm not seeing it. I've been looking at infection rates, death rates and all that. These numbers better go up to warrant this type of response. And I know you can't trust anything on the internet, but on the numbers I've seen, as if you want me to be your source of the uh, corona updates, which is not going to be regular because I don't care, uh, it is disproportionately killing old people like all diseases do. The death rate for my age demographic is 0. 04 which, again, makes me want to follow DT's advice to just go lick a toilet bowl or something and get the disease, get sick, get over it, be like, hey, I'm Omega Man, motherfuckers. Where's that woman with the fro and the big titties at? What was that actress's name? Let me look that up. Omega Man. Maybe she didn't have big titties. Uh, Omega Man, Wikipedia, 1971, post-apocalyptic... Oh, it didn't get that good of a results. A lot of people didn't like it. All I'm looking for, here we go, thank you. I just want to know the actress's name. <clears throat> Full cast and crew. Charlton Heston. Rosalind Cash, is that the female? Oh she died in uh oh she died at fifty six years old. Oh that's tragic. Man. You want something that's bad for your health? Go be a star in Hollywood. Rosalind Cash. Let's take a look. Let's get a look of her when she was younger. Cause she's not getting any older. Rosalind Cash. Oh yeah. Not 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 my favorite. Did you have big boobs? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. She looks like she doesn't have big boobs. There was somebody else. <clears throat> yeah, she's a very pretty, gal. Totally that 70s black exploitation um kind of look. Oh, yeah, she doesn't have big Who was the woman? There was a black actress, and she was in some kind of like Amazon gladiators. <laughs> Just women in like bikinis fighting each other. <laughs> hang on. Can I find that one? This gal just had cans. My buddy Vince sent that. Uh, female gladiators 70s movie. The arena. Okay, hang on. Hang on, guys. Here, you want to see arena. I'll put this in the chat room. Um, not do an image search. It shows me arena. The arena. Black slave. White slave. The arena. Uh, Pam Greer. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on, guys. Uh, View image. Here we go. You guys are going to you guys are going to be thankful for the great mighty Cappy on this one. I yeah, put that in the, in the chat room there. You may, you may thank me with super chats for that one. There was a gal, Pam Greer. Woo. Gay giddy. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> Arnold, I agree. Yeah. There's, not the, the sky is not falling for most people, and what they're saying on the internet is not playing off in the real world. And like I said, there there better be some deaths. I don't want deaths, but there better be to warrant this kind of emergency reaction. Um, common sense philosophy for five dollars. How do I buy silver without getting ripped off? It's too late. It's what well, you're, you're not getting ripped off. You are paying market price, what the market will bear. Um. I I bought a bunch of junk silver. What six months ago? Glad I did. I might sell some of it now, but I don't know. You you're not you're not going to. Okay, philosophically, you're not going to get ripped off. You're going to. I told you people. Did I not tell you people for how many years to get 200 ounces of silver? Every individual should have 200 ounces of silver. But now it's too late. I mean, you're going to go, you're going to pay a lot for silver. Don't get paper silver. Um, gee, if only there was a book written almost 10 years ago that would have told you this. Don't listen to the pajama laden economist yelling at the internet. Uh, let's take a look at silver prices. <sighs> okay. Um, It's 17 an ounce. Hang on. I got to get some sugar in my system. I'm getting weak. Give me a second here, guys. I'll be back in a second. I've Always had these weak spells since I was a kid where if I don't get sugar in my system. Isn't that by diabetic? I don't know. Trader Joe's. See, everything's good at Trader Joe's, guys. Trader Joe's. Oh, it's a Trader Joe's. It's automatically better. Interesting. So the here's <clears throat> let's talk more economics, guys. This is very, very interesting. Silver's taking a hit. It's down 30, it's down a third went from 18 to 12. Uh, but <laughs> that's paper silver. That's why I'm, I was confused why Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies dropped. I'm like, what's going on? Really? It doesn't make sense. There's opportunity here, guys. So I guess if you wanted to arbitrage, I mean, keep in mind there's risk. I'm not recommending this. But the paper silver is cheaper. Your physical silver, I think that's what you're talking about. How do you not get ripped off? I Maybe, hopefully, you find a coin dealer who is following the paper price of silver and then prices his or her silver off of that. But I don't think coin dealers are that stupid. They're the ones who own the coins. Uh, So I don't know how you don't get ripped off. Paper silver, God, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, look at it. Here's the chart. Oh, it just tanked. So I didn't make money. I lost a lot of money on my silver. But my silver is physical. It here, Here's what I would do: common sense philosophy. Unless you're doing it today or tomorrow, don't worry about it. Wait for it. But maybe buy paper silver. It's it's down thirty percent. You know, it could go down even more. But um, in general, everybody should have two hundred ounces as an insurance policy. We don't look at silver or precious metals as an investment. It's not an investment. It doesn't generate little pieces of silver. It doesn't pay a dividend. This is an insurance policy. So I don't know. If you want to expose yourself to paper silver, go ahead. Evan Iyer, why do Gen X bosses suck as much as Boomer bosses? They're the same. They're the same. I know I slam on boomer bosses because that's who my bosses were, but Gen X is no better. They're no No one's good. It's not like I know this is how not to become a millennial and we slam on millennials and all that, but no generation is good. The last generation that was good was the silent generation. And what I think where we focus on millennials is because they're younger or they were younger. And they're the future. And here they are. They're about to come into their own. And then they just shat the bed in terms of adult performance. And then we thought also had the internet, which is, again, a finer and much larger net. And we pull up these sea creatures from the bottom of the floor that are hideous. And so you see every outlandish, crazy, zany thing they've done. When maybe this stuff has been going on all the time. But being Gen X, yeah, they're douchebags. Perfectly honest, I could man could kill all day and his job wouldn't be done. 85% of Gen X could fuck off and die. <clears throat> it's not like this generation is better than that generation. We're talking by incrementally and marginally so measures to the point it's pointless. So Gen X, it's the same thing. That's how they became bosses. It's like, ah, ha, ha. when I went to business school, a lot of those people are probably management or supervisors now, maybe even executives. None of them fucking worked. None of them were smart. They just had a dad that worked at Cargill. Uh, the, 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 the gal was, was cute enough that she got promoted on her looks, and now we have rah-rah feminism. Now you got a Sheryl Sandberg in there on Affirmative Action Charge. Uh, th- there's, there's no meritocracy. It's not like Gen X came in and we were like this great and holy. And say, but the only thing you can say about Gen X is that we were the original latchkey kids, and that kind of maybe brought us up quicker. And I had hopes for Gen X. Like When I was young, I'm like, dude, we are not getting divorced. There's that, fuck that shit. Oh, ain't none of my, oh, they're getting divorced just the same. Women spreading their legs, spitting out kids, can't afford it, divorcing their husbands, not getting married. And then nobody learned anything. So yeah, Gen X is going to suck. The millennials bosses, when they get in, they're going to suck. The Gen Z boss when they get in, they're going to, we need a big ass motherfucking recession. We need people to suffer like they did in the Great Depression and then have a world war. Where people are dying and you don't see each other for years, that's what we need. You, you, people gotta be quit being treated so softly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta starve. You gotta suffer. We need to reintroduce it, huge amounts of pain. So we're like, oh my god, what's valuable in life? Instead of oh, I got the latest downloadable content for Call of Duty vagina monologues. What, you think these Gen X fucks with their MBAs, you think they've had a hard life? Mommy and Daddy paying their way through YZZ, they go to the school and then graduate from St. Thomas, which, by the way, is shutting down their full-time MBA program. Then they go work for Target Corporation, which, if you've ever seen Target employees, you're like, not not the stock, boy. I'm not talking the rank and file, but the go look at their CSR department. Holy fucking ah, Oh, my goodness. It was just amazing. That fucking invite, you think you're going to get galvanized men and women of steel in that environment? Gen X is the original millennials. They're just as spoiled and pampered. I don't know. You guys don't remember the 80s, but holy shit. How much for the Nike high tops? Here you go, son. Haha! <laughs> $70 for Cavarici pants. Nothing's too good for my son. And I... I not that I've done an exhaustive study of everybody I went to school with. I wonder what happened to that guy. Holy shit, he didn't turn out. Can't even find half these people. Not that popularity is a measure or anything like that. But yeah, it's like, oh, someone should have become a doctor. Somebody should have done something of notoriety. And there's some cool people in my old both high schools I went to. Like, oh yeah, so-and-so did well. Oh, good. Yeah, he went in the military. He did this, he did. But the vast majority of them, fucking nobodies. Fucking losers. If, of interesting note, a lot of the kids were like the skater punks. Ended up actually doing pretty well. You're like, hey, he's got he's got a family, he's doing all right. But the people that were supposed, oh, the best, mis- fuck them, fuck all of them. Shitty ingredients in, shitty ingredients out. That's why your Gen X bosses suck. That's why you know. And the only reason I do millennial against Boomer. Not only because the boomers predominantly brought up the millennials, but Gen X is almost a, an unknown footnote. You go on television, and if they're talking about anything intergenerationally, it's boomer, uh, silent, and millennials, and X. They just skip over – uh, I'm sorry, a Z. They just skip over X. It's like, that mythical generation never existed. It's like, excuse me? What? Okay, fine. We didn't exist. We'll just fly under the radar and let you two fucking kill each other. Maybe supply you both with arms. But yeah, that's why they're they're no better, they're no better. A DJ aftershock for two bucks. The bankers need their McMansions and the Wazeze. Yeah, they got to do it in the Wazeze. And then, oh dude, it was so fun because I worked at a bank out there one time, and it was weird because we'd actually get these Wazeze y- on Lake Minnetonka. Atham, look it up, big ass lake, which all the rich people live, Twin Cities. So there you go, A uh, quick. A geography lesson there for all of you not familiar with the twin cities and towards the beginning of the crisis, uh, all these quote, rich people were coming to my shitty ass bank, looking for extension loans and da, da, da. and I was like, why are you coming here? Shouldn't you be at like the private banking division of us bank or Wells Fargo? What do you got? It's because they got shot down. This is the beginning of the end. Um, Tom Petters. Um, if you guys, he was, he was in Yseta. And the Y-Z-Z. Um, if you look at him, he was the biggest fraud case in U.S. history until Bernie Madoff came in, dethroned him literally six months later. So he was he was outshadowed by Bernie Madoff. But he was Weizetta boy, and uh, it was so great driving around Lake Minnetonka in those days because you'd see all these for sale signs and foreclosures. I think, oh, did the, the dude bros not dude bro enough? I guess sucking dick doesn't make up for the fact you're a talentless, no good fuck moving other people's money around, taking a percentage, uh, and you couldn't even do that correctly, and now you're not a McMays, real mansions going up for sale. Oh, those are good times. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Are we done with the super chats? Oh, no, no, no. We got a lot more here. Hang on. Scrolling up. I'm going to take a shower and get ready to go. I, I, I go where? I don't know. We're going to have lunch here. Arnold Lempel for five bucks, uh, five euro again. I work frontline critical care. We underestimated this bug a bit. The critical, critically ill bound, massive resources, mortality rate in Italy is almost 10% now. Well, Arno, hey, Arno, I'd love to put the comments down below. What percent of them are old? That's what I want to know. I understand the concept of amortizing out the number of people. I understand why we're quarantining because we don't want everybody getting sick at once. We flood the system and it's fucked. Uh, we underestimated this bug a bit. The critically ill bound. Me- the critically ill consume or bound massive resources. The Mortality rate in Italy is almost ten percent now. Right. So this is the bottleneck. We only have yay much in terms of medical resources to. Dedicate to the critically ill, mortality rate nearly ten percent now. All right, I want to know. This isn't to belittle old people. I just want to know: do we, do we, as normal folk, have to worry about it? Us, 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 people who haven't lived our lives yet. Us old people, not old people, like. Well, I'm on a fixed income and need to reverse mortgage my house. I need social security and I should have been saving money in the eighties and nineties and two thousands, but I didn't because well I don't know. Woo led. Who gets bails out? Boeing, airlines, cruises, banks? No, it's um <clears throat> it's not necessarily a bailout. They might get a bailout. Bailout indicates that there are already losses, uh, which would then show up on your balance sheet in your insolvent company. Ah, uh, you owe more than you own. So, you know, if you sold your assets and took all your cash, and you generated uh, you, the proceeds were two billion dollars, but you have debts of three billion. So, a bailout would come in and net you that one billion with with taxpayer money. What they're doing with quantitative easing, infinity easing, zero interest rates, uh, lender of last resort is they're offering lines of credit. They're offering loans <clears throat> that would have to be paid back. To keep all these, it's not just Boeing, airlines, the restaurants, every anything, I'd imagine. Uh, okay, shut down your operations now. I understand you have to keep the heat on. Got to keep the water on. Some maintenance for the building. Okay, we don't want any going to disrepair. I know you got insurance costs. And you probably have to pay your employees something so they don't starve. So here are some ex- – even though you shut down temporarily, <clears throat> there are still some expenses you're incurring uh, that need to be paid. But without income, without revenue coming in, you can't pay them. So all we will do is the federal government or something, oh, but this is why you'd have business insurance or maybe you have a rainy day fund. They didn't teach that at the Carlson School of Management. There was no rainy day fund because the people who teach at the Carl School, uh, Carlson School of Management – are fucking morons and never run businesses. Although I did look into it and their entrepreneurship, I think a full third, third of their professors run businesses. (laughs) I'm learning how to fly. uh, I'm going to flight school. Yeah. Yeah. Only a third of my, of my teachers are pilots though. Oh, well, hey, but is it, is it the university of Minnesota system? Yeah. How'd you guess? So they're going to offer low or interest-free rates just to keep the light's on so that when this goes away, you don't have a building that's in disrepair. The factory machinery is oiled and ready to go. Your employees aren't starving. They, that's kind of what this is. Um, it's not a bailout. Uh, but you could say philo- philosophically it is a bailout because you should have an emergency fund. The coin for five bucks. Lots of Americans aren't healthy. The obese diabetes smokers, et cetera, at risk if it gets out of control. You think it may hit those people hard? Yeah, it does. Yeah, they're they're talking about it. I forgot where I was reading. But yeah, if you're overweight, you smoke, you're old. Um, I mean, a lot of it isn't necessarily your health. It's just you're old. Look, old people die. I don't like I got a grandma who's still alive. I gotta run her supplies. I don't want to bring her the virus because she's 92. You know, so I'm like, you know, probably spray everything down with spray. Uh, But I got to run her supplies and I want my grandma to live. But I'm not dumb enough to be this idealistic Gen Xer that was brought up on 1980s movies. Everybody wins in the end. The Goonies find the treasure and then they save the town. This isn't an A-team show. Uh, Yeah, there's a good chance my grandma might die. That's why I spend time with her. I love her and Uh, but then yeah for the for the rest of the Americans yeah if you're fat you're taxing your heart uh you smoke guilty here I have the occasional cigar I'm not cigarettes but and now now that there's no old guys to pick on or have them pick on me there's no reason to go to the cigar long so I probably won't even have a cigar uh if you think it will hit these people hard yeah it's gonna it's gonna hit them harder than the average person who's healthy uh, there's a piece of me that's kind of like you know Yeah, it'd be all right if this cleansed out, pruned the tree a little bit. You know, I could I could do without a little bit more rascal people. Not the old farts who are old and you know their knees gave away because of because of age, but you know you get your twenty nine year old fat bloated single mom in Casper, Wyoming, clogging up the aisle and consuming Lord knows how much of taxpayer resources. Yeah, if she happened to have a little congestive failure, oh dang, Gertrude didn't make it. Oh. What was else? Isn't a turd flinging monkey? <clears throat> and to show you how dark it was, so and don't quote me on this. Someone's got to find the article. There was a um, a guy who would dress like a nurse and would go into nursing homes and kill people. And they estimated again, don't quote me on this. this is just what I heard third hand. He went in. They estimated he's killed over a thousand old people in the nursing homes. Which is horrible and tragic, but at the same time, this guy saved the taxpayer probably billions of dollars. May, may, maybe not billions, I don't think one, yeah, I don't think a billion. But he, he, for whatever crime he committed, the sheer amount of money, usually when you commit a crime, you cost society money. This guy made society hundred, at least hundreds of millions, at least and distasteful as that is, I'm not saying we should endorse murder or euthanasia. Uh, but that's the economics of it. So if this this disease comes in and wipes out the weak and frail, uh, you're gonna probably see some medical savings on the back. And well dang, did it did it wipe out? I don't think it's gonna kill obese people. I really don't, because usually you, you got enough fat reserves, you'd have to have a real weak heart or something like that, or uh a breathing problem. Mm-hmm. Enron, thank you, Norma. What, another woman. What a what, what women? Jeez, all the women. So, yeah, going back to Meconian, Um, I think it's just going to hit people, like they said, Card, uh, breathing issues, uh, lung infection, uh, the old, the frail. But, yeah, if it hit the obese, I don't care. I'm not... Unless you have a thyroid condition, all one and a half percent of you, it's just laziness. I, I I have a huge disdain for fat people because they're lazy. That's that's all it is. I just don't I don't like fat people. <clears throat> <coughs> www.catfight.co.kr. Oh, is that the battle between? Is that the one with uh, the arena? Is that where we can watch it? Are we? Are we done? No, we gotta get some more. The the irony, the tragedy. I feel like Silas Marner, all these donations, but no Pokeball to to spend the money on. Uh here we go. Final kill, forty four. Gen Zer here was planning on going out and getting a social life, then Corona hit. Am I just destined to live playing video games by myself? Yeah, we're pretty much here. well, not by yourself. You can play online. I play Call of Duty World War II online. I kind of know some of the regular guys, because there's some people that they're up to like level 1000, which is as high as you can go. <laughs> oh, they got all the weapons and the tricked out gear and all this other crap. And I'm kind of like, I don't think I'm gonna get to that level. I, I'll play I'll play like two or three games here or there, but that's about it. Then it's kind of like I want to get going. Look, remember the days there was no online gameplay? You just had to play with your buddies, and you had two controllers. You play combat on a Atari 2600. Block, 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 Those were the days. Uh, say no to white supremacy. What is your opinion about coronavirus conspiracy theories in the Illuminati? Nah, I don't know. Anytime somebody says Illuminati, I tune you out. I'll, I'll explain to you conspiracy theorists. They are... Bored people with no lives who want to believe in fiction, and that's how they get off. That's what it is. Oh, the lizard people under Denver International Airport, the Illuminati. Oh, what is it? No, I hey, if your life is that bored, you got to get into conspiracy theories. Like, uh, for example, a, con- theor- a, a conspiracy theory I'd entertain would be. Uh, this could be a weapons lab. Yeah, it could. Yeah, there's, there's a possibility there. I'll go with that. But ancient aliens, it could be aliens. Uh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, the pyramids are just these spaceships produced by the uh, the black Hebrews. Uh, and they're coming from the... Uh, all right, all right. Where, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, Christianity is, is crazy. Guy nailed to a plank would die for your sins. Uh, and that's how we get into heaven somehow, which is crazy. But, oh, ancient aliens came down and put these pyramids here, and they were the black Hebrews. And they coincidentally just happen to look a lot like humans and can have sex with the other humans. on the. I What are the chances? What are the chances? I have no time for conspiracy theories, none. <coughs> uh, DJ Aftersho- uh, Aftershock, $2.00. Her rascal needs that 24 ounce Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while I'll have a cheat day and I'll go to like a, a five guys or a burger joint. And, yeah. and I did it. Once you did it, you can't you can't go back. You start to look at everybody. And there's the fat Sal with her big Diet Coke and her... <laughs> Come on, man. You don't know. You don't know what the problem is. You can't figure this out. That's it for the super chats. There you go. <clears throat> um, No, there was one more. Was there one more? No, there was one. Not one more. Uh, let's do the sponsors real quick. Well, look at those tan- cans. Woo. Pam Greer. Giggity. Let me get to the podcast. The sponsors. The sponsors. Okay, PushingRubberDownhill.com. Go to PushingRubberDownhill.com, where my buddy uh, Adam Piggott has his blog, also a podcast at that same site, and his book, PushingRubberDownhill.com. He has another book. Now's the time to buy books, guys, and Pushing Rubber Downhill is a mandatory book. I put it up there with Rational Mail, um, The Way of Men, Ruch's Bang Books, if you can get them, Batchapad Economics. And I'm going to throw this one up there, too. How not not become a millennial. That uh, That is a must-read for Gen Z, for those of you young enough to listen to it or heed it. <clears throat> but it is, it is the hero's journey, is what that book is in a modern-day setting. And all the cringe, So of the stuff he does. <laughs> Rides across Australia from Perth, our good buddy Adriano. will know about that. All the way to Sydney on a crotch rocket for a girl. He wanted to get the girl and she wouldn't pick up the phone. This is back in the day when you didn't have smartphones. So that that is worth reading. Get that. Get that book. Get any of those books while we're all cooped up here and not allowed to go anywhere. Um, Where'd it go? This book? I'm, no. Oh, here it is on the floor. I'm going to plug this. Surf the Financial Wave. <clears throat> this is a letter. That's why it's short. From a guy in Sweden someplace to his cousins who are about to enter the real world. He talks about compound investing. Um, It is a shorter book than this, which may be a little bit more intimidating for your average high school graduate. Uh, So maybe that's digestible, but um, as I'm finding out, nobody young really listens to anything. Speaking of young people who don't listen to anything, here's uh, Randy Bentwick's book. The Pence Principle, learning from Brett Kavanaugh, basically, uh, how not to get me too That, for its, its lengthier, it's still a shorter book, but uh, the wisdom or the advice herein is a great, you know, oh, how do I get the silver? Well, how do you, how do you protect your career is another way by not uh, interacting with the girls. And um, I've had some darker thoughts about the future here with how men and women are acting with each other and how I fear that women are, since marriage is on the decline, they are now going for other means by which to profit off of men. And the even though false rape accusations are <clears throat> more out of spite, I'm wondering if they're not being conditioned to be money makers as well. But that's for a different time. Uh, what else? I'm trying to find. Look at all this crap. I don't need all this. Why do I have all this these notes? God, I gotta clean up my note page. Oh, people are asking. Uh, people sent me a ton of emails about Benzo saying don't go on them. Um there we go. Get rid of the roller skating, Vietnam. Look at all this, all this crap I don't need on my notes. <clears throat> uh I don't need that. I don't need this. Sorry, guys. Just clean this up here. Visit Sam Ann's channel on YouTube, by the way. Give him a shout out. There we go. Boo, 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 boo. Don't need that. There's another one. Okay, now I'm finally to the, the sponsors. MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200000 in Southeast Asia. You can find that available at MGTOWbooks.com. Here we have Personal Finance 505. I'm going to put that. This is another incredibly short book on millennials telling you how to retire. Uh, And the only way to find that book is the link I just provided below because if you search Personal Finance 505, you will not find it because someone didn't do their SEO optimization. The Catholic Red Pill written by James DePrisco. You can find that on YouTube. That is the Red Pill for Catholic Men. It's not written for women because women don't listen to truth and uh, they want to be told lies. AcademicComposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com uh, because most of you are going to have to do this online. Now is a great time for Alex and his writing staff where they will write your papers for you. And so, if you don't want to write papers on Marxist Socialist Studies, do what corporations do outsource it. Okay. That's the Carlson School of Management should just give you an MBA. If you, yeah, I outsource the writing of one of my papers to a, another person. <clears throat> Here's your MBA with honors. You know all there is to know about business. He's also hiring people. He's always hiring writers and marketers. The jobs suck. Don't go work for Al. Oh, this sucks. Yes, it does suck. Writing papers suck. Putting ads in Craigslist and other places on the internet sucks. All right? But you get to work from home and he pays. All jobs suck. All of them. All of them. So there you go. Told you the truth. I got to make a post about academic composition as well. Uh, we talked about the Penn's Principle. Piggot. Uh, then we got my books. Let's go through them. Let's go through something different. Hang on. Put the coffee over here. Here. I got two books, The Best Of. Let me see if I even got this on the screen right. Love Letters to the Left. These are my best of books. This one and this one. Captain Cap. The Best of Captain Capitalism. Top Shelf. Hang on. Let me get my finger out of the way. It says Top Shelf there underneath my knuckle. Each one, and there's another one. Captain capitalism, reserved. Uh, that these are my best of blog posts. And if you uh, are bored, you want to read that. We got that. Then we got other books. Let me get. Uh, we already talked about Pad Economics. Curse of the High IQ. Get this one, guys. Seriously, if you're looking for something to kill some time, you're gonna come out a better person. That's gonna improve your life. Reconnaissance, man. When you could travel the U.S. again, that's one. Worthless. I don't know. I've kind of given up on this. This this makes a here here's the real point of this book. Let me explain to you the point of this book. With graduation coming up and Gen Z being no more savvy or educated or conscious than the millennials, they're gonna make the same mistakes. They are. they just I've given up on, on everything in the future. At least what this book does is when you give it to your child that you failed to raise properly to listen to you, <clears throat> or you give it to your cousin or your niece or your nephews or whatever, you give it to some young person you care about, say, Read this book and stop. don't major in stupid shit. Then when they say, oh, I need a bailout, they say, hey, dumbass, didn't I tell you to go buy this book? Did I tell you to read? Didn't I buy you this book for a graduation gift and then you still didn't read it? It's all it is is a way to say you told yourself. That's really what it's quickly becoming. Did these books. The black man's got out of poverty. That, that'd be something for black brothers out there to do. It. I've gotten a couple of questions from Latino dudes saying, can Latinos read? It's like, yeah, it's the same. Again, the laws of economics and finance don't change for anybody based on race or who you are. Um, and it's, if whatever is said in here could equally go for women. But once again, women want to be told lies. They don't want the harsh truth, <clears throat> but the, um, the same things that are specific to the black community, black men, more or less are the same things affecting black, uh, black Latinos, <laughs> Latino males. Uh, but with a different cultural flair, that's the only real difference. Uh, black dudes will go put rims like $5,000 rims on a $2,000 donk. Latinos go buy a big ass truck and put hydraulics in it. Okay. You're pissing away your money. There you go. Um, having kids out of wedlock, having more kids that you can afford. Dude, you, you guys, let, every guy, but let's specifically the Latinos and, and the blacks within our community. You guys want to have all the power? I'm not talking from whites. We're well, never giving that up. <laughs> There's too many people in Connecticut. No, I mean you want you want to make your lives all a hell of a lot easier. Like you don't have to worry about baby mamas or any fucking. Sh- I'm serious. I'm being deadly serious. This is like the, you want the silver bullet. You want the silver bullet, and would cost you less time than doing this. You guys should go get a vasectomy. That's, yeah, that's what I did because I couldn't afford kids. And if I just had one one mistake, one fuck up, one, oops, I forgot to take the pill. Money. You owe me money. Dude, guys, <laughs> for 500 bucks probably at a, at a clinic that's cheap, uh, maybe even free if you go to Planned Parenthood, I don't know, uh, to maybe $1,200 on the high end, you never have to pay child support. There's a chance now, however, there's a chance that when you have a vasectomy, the tubes reconnect on their own, and then you're not shooting blanks no more, but something to consider. Just look into it. Look into it. But that would – I mean, you can read this book, and it's true. There's good stuff in here. But, I mean, the short and dirty, the quick, the real quick solution, get a vasectomy. And you say, well, wait, won't we be able to not – well, yeah, but down there, you can always pull – sperm directly out of the testes, which I know needles and testes does not sound, it's not a good combination. I'm even wincing at it. It's like the guy on third base takes a line drive to his nuts. It's just, Oh, everybody communally feels the pain. Uh, but that's something. Oh God. Could you imagine the female community, both Latino black and, and white? I get any, any, but predominantly the black uh, female community If all the brothers started getting vasectomies, holy shit. (laughs) They can't do anything about it. They They can't tell you what to do with your body. Hey, my body, my choice, bitch. Here's a cup of shut the fuck up next to the bag of dick stores that you can choke on except they're closed because of coronavirus. That would be hilarious. If all the brothers started getting vasectomy, maybe there's some rich rapper that, you know, Instead of announcing, we're going to bring down the system, what if he said, and all you guys out there, get yourselves your vasectomies, and it's like, what? What's that? Oh, hey, billboards go up, vasectomies, set yourself free. There'd be like Abraham Lincoln setting the the black slaves free, and then the next panel over would be a doctor with, I don't know what, what a vasectomy device looks like, and setting the black man free again. Oh, guys, that would be so cool to see. That would be like the good, the bad, and the ugly moment where the captain hears the bridge blow. I would just love to see that before I die. Where the brothers all just start getting vasectomies and to see the sisters just freak the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, And you could see, and then think about, hear me out. Take somebody you know who's got like a child support. This don't matter if you're black or white, whatever. Take some poor schmuck, you know, that has child support, whatever his monthly check is. Imagine if that could go into your bachelor fund. Imagine you could have some nice threads, just maybe a nicer apartment. Okay, I mean, all that money or just saving it up, you know, like, oh, I'm I'm just saving it up. I still got my shitty car, but now I'm going to go to Vegas for a month. I'm going to go hike. I'm going to do reconnaissance. Could you imagine how much better the black man would be off if they all got vasectomies and then there was no sperm jacking, baby mama-ing, baby daddy-ing, none of that shit. That's almost as brilliant as my idea for the federal government to print off all this money, buy up stocks, bail out the student. I got all the problems. I got them all solved. I know everything. Just do what I fucking say. Nobody's gonna listen to Cappy. Um, Oh, that's right. We're going through through sponsors. Enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. Here's Doc's book, School of Errors. You guys, this is a good book to read now, especially given the crisis and everything over there. I'll put this down here in my book collection, which is basically a pile of envelopes some other papers and docs book um and then what else um oh yeah how not to become a millennial uh mostly written by me but uh, purchased and edited by Vince Barrick you can find that on amazon.com uh trust you me guys oh uh, let's read a chapter <clears throat> well not a whole chapter let's read from the book of saint barrick <laughs> Um, Without going into a lengthy bioevolutionary lecture, laziness was critical to survival because it made the most efficient use of the very limited calories of energy available to us in the past. Prehistoric man had to conserve energy as much as possible, and if he was going to expend it, he had to do it very efficiently and judiciously, because if he didn't and expended more calories of energy chasing an antelope than the food it would yield, he'd starve to death very quickly. Feelings and emotions were also critical to survival because humans were not lone wolves. They were, and still are today, herd animals. To survive, it exponentially paid to work within a team or tribe, which will allow for the easier entrapment of food, the specialization of labor, and safety in numbers. But if you didn't get along with the tribe, they would either kill you, banish you, or sell you into slavery, all of which was a death sentence. So when you are liked, loved, or merely accepted, you have positive feelings because your survival was more guaranteed. This makes lies—oh, this is a good part. This makes lies such a great sell because it directly plays to the two most powerful forces in the human mind, laziness, <clears throat> fear. Yeah, laziness and fear. It either promises something for nothing, which is the definition of laziness, or love except as a popularity within society which triggers good emotions or a combination of both. And while we could sit here academically objective, objectively identifying lies as bad and logically To conclude not to believe in them, those Darwinistic forces of survival are so strong, it's a lot easier said than done. Thus, lies pit the two most powerful parts of our brains against one another, the logical frontal cortex and that of our instinctual hindbrain. And an epic battle ensues between what we consciously know to be right and what feels instinctually good, no matter how wrong. And if human behavior is any indication as to which one wins in the end, it very clearly and logically is lies. American obesity is clear proof people are choosing ice cream over broccoli. Worthless degrees are clear proof Americans choose laziness over reality. Choosing to do drugs, legal or not, is the lazy way out of dealing with your problems. Every socialist party, including the Democrat Party, is nothing more than a party promising free shit on the backs of others in exchange for votes. Reading dieting books, dieting magazines, dieting blogs, and participating on dieting internet chat rooms, but never actually dieting is, again, proof humans love sweet-tasting lives more than some harsh truths. Smokey Simmer, ba 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 great book. There you go. And I'll keep you occupied for quite some time. Audio version coming out relatively Soon. And while we are about to go into quarantine mode, if you're going to want some other podcast to tune into, here we go. 405media.com, Financial Survival Network.com that has with Kerry Lutz. He's probably talking a good game. If you guys want to know about silver and precious metals, go over there. He probably has some great guests on. He, that, matter of fact, I should probably go download some podcasts and tune into him. Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Silvio Canto for those of our Latinos who you don't like whitey here. You don't want to listen to the white man. Oh, he's got to be a Latino. Uh, Tune into Silvio. He's like an older, more mature, more experienced version of me. Dude's a good looking man too. Got like this big mop of hair. Just this full, and all of his sons are really good looking young men. I think they're in the military. Just these good good looking family. You know, like, oh shit, my genetics are crap. You're all tall. Look at that hair. Uh, FrankServey.com, O'Shea Jackson, you can find him on YouTube, TJMartinell.com, World Class Bullshitters, BlackBrigade.org, Entrepreneurs in Cars, YouTube again, podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS, The Goddamn Bacon, The School Sucks Project, and Better Bachelor. Uh, I'm strongly recommending you boys out there. I'm going to put that on my list Better Bachelor. Uh, I've been binging on his stuff. And it is, uh, nothing again, everyone, well, this is nothing new, but it's, it's so chill. It's like going into a, you want to be calm. You want to go. It's like the jazz club of the red pill community. You go like, Hey, welcome to better bachelor. All right. (laughs) And it's just very relaxing, very relaxing. He slams on himself saying, uh, uh, looks for radio and a voice for print. And he actually has a really good radio voice. Um, He doesn't know it. He's this engineer, network engineer, came out of nowhere, and he's just like kicking ass. He doesn't realize he has these other skills and traits that make it like it's the perfect storm. He doesn't realize what he's got, but he's he's real good. Check out betterbachelor.com. We got that there. All right, let us go through the super chats one more time, and Cappy's going to take a shower, assuming they haven't shut off the water. Hey boomers, is the work still getting done? By the way? Is is the our emails is work getting done? How you know the work's getting done? You haven't seen your employees in a week. Is the hang on, is the world blowing up? Oh, no mushroom clouds yet. Oh my god, are you sure boomers? Oh, traffic. I should have looked up traffic this morning. Oh, <clears throat> I lost that. Where'd it go? There we go. Uh, Say no to white supremacy, $2. What's your opinion on the Confederate flag? It's it's the state Georgia flag, or was the state of Georgia flag. It's a flag. It doesn't mean racism or slavery. That was, what, 160 years ago. Uh, All it is is the latest. It's it's like um, the word uh, retarded. Beforehand, the word was mongoloid, I believe. But that was a pejorative. That was, a, <clears throat> that was meant, I think, to be an offense to people who are mentally retarded. Then we changed it to mentally retarded. And then a bunch of social justice warrior virtue signaling fucks who are too fucking laser-derived values. Oh, that's a bad word. That's a, Oh, see, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. This is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm a good person pointing out the bad person. That's all it is. And you have victimhood. Oh, it's, it's oppression. It's just like, no, it's the, it's the state flag of Georgia. It was on the General Lee and Dukes of Hazard. Guarantee you, there's a bunch of, well, they're not young black kids anymore. They were back when we watched Dukes of Hazard. There's a bunch of black men today who like the General Lee. Oh, that's kind of a cool flag. And they're cheering on the Duke boys because Boss Hogg was coming after. You can't fucking, you got to get the Duke boys. Uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. A bunch of fucking Nazis. And that's who the real Nazis are. Came in because they wanted victimhood politics. It was the Confederate flag. I I suppose yes, yes, it was a Confederate flag, but it became the state flag of Georgia. It's so blatant and apparent. It's it's people who want they're putting landmines down, they're putting eggshells around everybody, so that if you're like, oh, (gasps) racist, give me money and free shit, lower my standards. I'm so oppressed. Oh, is it gaslighting? I never knew what the term gaslighting is. It's a conf and uh, artistically, kind of a cool flag. You know, big X, stars, red, blue, white, kind of. that's kind of a cool pattern. I mean, and if, if you're all so fragile, and you're not fragile, well, you are fragile. If you're all that lazy, you got to, oh, everything's ist. Everything's oppression. You're in for a very, very sucky life. And me personally, no. I still say, no, you're mentally retarded. Because that was the polite word back in the day not to say mongoloid, <clears throat> which I don't know what that day. And now what is it? Mentally disabled? Here's how you can tell the Nazis are winning. The more syllables you got to say, that means you're dancing to their tune. I say black. You want to know why? It's not to offend black people. It's because I got a certain amount of life expectancy. I don't want to piss it away saying African-American. Uh, that dude's Asian. Asian-American. Uh, he's white, Caucasian American. No, no, fuck you. Suck my dick. Suck my fucking dick. And what? The United Negro College Fund. Now Negro is a bad word, I guess. Mulatto, I think that was the polite term uh, years ago, uh, where a, a mixed race kid, black and white. Oh, no, I, that's bad. Everything's good. So it's like, well, what how many times are you going to jump through these hoops for these people? How much? I, it's like, no, no. Fuck you. No, it's not meant as an offense. You're, do- you're a despicable, inferior, disgusting person who's purposely laying a trap that doesn't exist so that you can make it seem like you're, oh, I'm offended. I'm oppressed. No, you're not. You're just a fucking quanta. Male or female. So I don't care. I don't care about the Confederate flag. It's kind of a cool-looking flag. It was. Here's the extent of my thoughts of the. Hey, that's kind of a cool-looking flag. It was on the General Lee in Dukes of Hazard. That's what it is. <clears throat> that's what everybody's experience was. It was, or the majority, until a bunch of fucking shysters came. Oh, that's a pressure. It's like, oh, it's on the Dukes of Hazard. You don't know the history of that flag. You're right. I don't. I don't know the history of the flag. Oh, I don't care. Daisy Duke was hot. That's what I cared about. And I like the dog Flash. Everybody liked Flash. Oh, everyone liked Flash. Go get him, Flash. Did you guys know Boss Hogg was a cryptology guy? Uh, a cryptologist? What uh, 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 he He decoded code. He was a coder. Or Decoder in World War II? Ah, oh, you didn't know about that. Those racists. Uh, most Northeasterners move to the South. Mostly North. East. Yeah, because of the low taxes. Is that even a thing? Really? Oh, you Yanks. Come, Is that really a thing? Does anyone know where the Mason-Dixon line is anymore? You know, is, is some, some Francis Beauregard down South. Oh, you Yanks coming in here. Picturing a big Colonel Mustard mustache. Belligerent digger for uh, $5 Australian. Hey, mate, thanks for your work. Yeah, thanks, man. I presume he's working out there in uh, the mines of Oz. Are we done? Are we done with the super chats? We be done. Okay, guys, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you would like to help out the show, we'll be back. There's going to be – I have a feeling we'll probably – I don't want to say double the amount of shows, but you know, keep an eye. Uh, subscribe, I guess. Uh, seriously, I don't know about the subscribing thing. I think if you subscribe, you get a notification. So subscribe to this channel, and I have my other channel, a lot of you don't know about. It's over at Older Brother. Go to YouTube. You search Older Brother, and I have my other podcast there. That's the More Polite Channel. If you subscribe to both – I think when you subscribe, you get a notification. So if you could, t- then, then uh, oh, hey, Cappy's on, you could tune in. Um, we'll probably be having more people on. I have a feeling people are going to want to come on. It's going to be both supply and demand driven. Uh, so if you need a break through your regular day of watching soaps or playing video games, you could tune in here. Uh, and that's about it. Otherwise, if you'd like to help out the show, you may you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And there's the three main ways you can help out there. One, you can make a direct payment to PayPal. You don't get anything for that. So I don't know why you do it. Two, um, you can go to Patreon. Uh, there's a Patreon link there at olderbrother.com slash donate. You become a Patreon member for, I don't know, a buck a year, a buck a month I think is the cheapest. And you get access to a bunch of things behind the scenes. I got a bunch of podcasts put up there. It's called the Road Trip Podcast, some uh, pinup pictures of Mary Joe. If any of the ladies in the audience wanted to help out the show and you're of a comely nature... Send in some bikini or not Not rated R. We can't have rated R, but, you know, some cheesecake. Housewife pic, just a nice picture of a nice housewife holding a thing of cookies. That's modern-day porn now. Uh, I usually throw that to the wolves over at Patreon, and Mary Jo has been kind enough to do that. She provides us with some nice, classy, and tasteful pinups. You can you get access to that, that as well. You also get access to my post, which is probably my best post I've ever written, called How Sanity is the Future of Wealth. That alone is worth the price of entry. And I don't do the platinum. I may, I may do that later, but right now I don't do the platinum, gold, silver. If you do $10 a month, you get this. If you do $100 a month, you get that. It's like, hey, you pay a buck, cool. I'd say it's Poke Bowl money or beer money, but nothing's open. Just sit here and collect it, save money. There's that. And finally, the best way to do it um, is to... Uh, do all your shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. That doesn't cost you anything. It, it doesn't. It does, they don't charge you more. You just go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Yes, you have to go there on your computer. Yes, you have to. Not the phone, not the app. Sit your ass down, you millennial fuck. Go on the computer like a boomer does and log in <clears throat> or don't log in. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the link to the Amazon affiliate program. It takes you to the Amazon's page, and then you just shop. Buy all, all the stuff you do. You have to go there first. You have to go to olderbrother.com slash donate first. Click on the link. Otherwise, it does, they don't know where you came from. But then once you do that, everything you buy, I get a 6 to 7% commission or cut. You don't pay anything extra. And if all the world, all my listeners did the online shopping through Cappy, um, that'd be great then i'd I'd be retired uh and that's it and then uh jangle Creek geek wanted well, I me mean, to read the lyrics for Blue tail fly I just did didn't I? I'll do it again here <clears throat> I'm not gonna read the choir oh they have eighteen forty six they have like four or five versions. 1847. Alright. If you should go to summertime to South, they spell it South. South Carolina Sultra climb. And in the shade, you chance to lie. You'll soon find that blue tail fly, Jimmy corn, blah blah blah. When I was young, I used to wait on Massa's table and hand the plate. I'd pass the bottle when he dry. I brush away the blue tail fly, Jimmy corn. When old Massa saw take his sleep he bid <laughs> Oh, uh, he bid this person of a certain color sight to see- keep and when he grows to shut his eye he tell me watch that blue tail fly I will master ride in the afternoon i follow archer wit a uh, hickory broom the he is very shy cast cat they're spelling it purposely to have the, the accent, which makes it hard to read. De pony Rondar dumped a pitch. He trod the master in the ditch. He died and the jury all did cry that the verdict was the blue tail fly. Well, master's dead and I'll let him rest. They say all things they have for the best. I never, <laughs> never... Shelf forget to the day idea. I die, old master and the blue tail fly. There's like four versions. One's got oh no, there's way more. There's eight versions. Oh my goodness! I wonder what the Bugs Bunny one was. Jimmy cracks gone and I don't care. Jimmy cracks gone and I don't care. Jimmy cracks gone and I don't care. My master's gone away. All right, see you guys later. Toodles.